Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. Hmm. So, let me get this straight. Gillette drops an ad to talk about dealing with masculinity, to take on the Me Too movement, or to be for the Me Too movement, is... Oh, okay, I see, I see. So they're trying to put a stop to what people perceive to be toxic masculinity. Okay, right, right, got it, got it. And everybody misses the point and are upset and are not fact-checking all of this, right? Everything is a retort to it, right? Okay, I got it. So let me go ahead and pay for some of this deodorant and this body wash. And, of course, I got to get something to keep the beard nice and sharp. You know what I'm saying? Just to make myself look good for the ladies. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you know. I don't give a damn if that sounds sexist or not. After all, I got to look good, you know, as much as they do. (laughs) Uh, But, hey, let's get into some of the stupidness. Because, welcome to the J-Man Show here on... G360 Radio. What's going on, J360 Legion, and welcome to the J-Man Show for episode 83. We finally made it. (laughs) And man, oh man, am I a day late. Yeah, I figure that. I'm a little late in doing tonight's show. I get it, I get it. A little CP time, y'all, but hey, J-Man needed some R&R after pulling that shift yesterday, so... Yeah, but hey, it's worth the wait, though, because apparently things didn't stop getting ignorant since I've been gone. (laughs) <laughs> not by a long shot. After all, things have gotten a lot more petty down there in our nation's capital with, um, you know, the shutdown still going on. Nobody's benefiting out of it. Uh, Trump is still acting like a baby. Nancy Pelosi is still on the opposite side. So a little bit of an intermingling war going on. There's also an incident that happened in Syria, too, along with some of our own being you know, caught in an attack, but once again, we have to deal with this domestic nonsense before we can deal with the real nonsense, right? Yeah. Not a good look, man. Especially since Uncle J-Man can't go to no national park like anything. Yeah, I tend to call myself that nowadays because, you know, I'm getting up there in age. But the thing about it is, is that it, it ain't making any sense, folks. Like, I would like this to be over now. Even if we got a sorry excuse for a president, I'm just saying. You know, like, let's just get on with it. You know what I mean? I liked it better when he did his half-ass presidency rather than whatever this 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 cluster is. And the thing about it is, it's like, you know, it, it's funding for something that doesn't benefit us. Not to rephrase from what I said last year, or not, hell yeah, I did say it last year, didn't I? Or last episode too, but... That whole thing is just getting boring now. And it's beyond petty because, you know, whereas she told Trump to delay his union, you know, his State of the Union speech, he went ahead and delayed her flight. Oh, man. (laughs) For foreign policy. It is amazing. It is amazing how petty this is. Hashtag petty on all that. But, you know, it goes even further, too, because... 
you know, in the black community, there was an interview not too long ago between um, a journalist and the interviewee. And you see, because the interviewee spoke so eloquently and talked about his career, she automatically assumed that he was practicing white privilege. But little did she realize that the man that she was interviewing was indeed a black man. Now, <laughs> and then at that point, it had nothing else to say. The interview cut off right then and there. And that is just, it, it, it's, it's so sad, right? Stereotypes. Petty narratives. It, it seems to be that it's all over the place. And while you got some people that talk about body positivity, spread positivity to the world, pay it forward, show more love and crap like that. Yeah, they'll go ahead and throw that out on their social media. But in real life, you'll see that these people are just notorious scumbags. And it's part of our snob culture to do that kind of stuff, isn't it? Because you can kind of see it from time to time. Whereas, like, people are doing the 10-year challenge. And yeah, I know I really shouldn't throw stones at it. I did it myself this time. But, you know, that's what I get for following a trend. Because now, looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, I'm still a handsome dude. But it's like, huh. You know, what was my narrative in that whole thing? To see how much I aged? It's like, after a while, man. You know, like, like little things like that really kind of... You know, like, how much more ego stroke you need just to make it through your daily routine? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got some people that are on these things talking that stuff. But then they don't practice it. Like, I'm sure this lady is talking about God first and everything else. But you see, the thing is, she went ahead and assumed... That my dude over there is practicing white privilege to get where he needs to be in media and doing reports for the news. And, you know, exactly where I want to be. But it's like, (laughs) well, you can kind of tell by my voice, you know what I mean? I don't exactly sound black either, whatever the hell that means. Oh, yeah, see, I got to have that, you know, that baritone voice and everything else, right? I got to have that real, real deep guttural, you know, somewhat ghetto voice, as they like to call it, or something like that. Like, I don't have any home training and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Hell, if you knew me in real life, you would see I couldn't be blacker. But the truth is, is that that gets on my damn nerves. Because I remember when I did an internship at a local radio station around here, too. Same narrative happened. Like, people would, oh, you know, he doesn't sound black. Yeah, you sound white and racist, I would have said. But hey, I needed the credits. But the truth is, is this. After seeing some ignorance like that, of course I had to push myself a little bit further. And I started, you know, just being who I am and saying what I need to say and bringing my own sort of flavor. And I always do. The thing about it is, is that not every black person sounds alike. And considering that that narrative still goes on, and it's our own people doing that crap. It makes me wonder where the black community is hitting as of late. Seems to be hitting another... Seems to be hitting into another ditch. And the thing about it is, we dig our own ditches at this point because we should be doing more for the community. We should be lifting ourselves up. If the black community got out of its own way for a little things, instead of trying to jump through bigger and better hoops for itself, like, you know what I'm saying? Hoops that will eventually lead to its downfall because, hey, some people just can't handle people being successful in a certain group, you know? We all should be successful. We all shouldn't have this self-hating mentality. We probably would be dominating things and doing what we're supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? What all the civil rights activists wanted us to do. Even Booker T. Washington, which is a polarizing figure to some, 
He wanted us to have trade so that we could be self-sufficient. Whereas people, on the other hand, see him as more of an Uncle Tom. But, you know, more on that later on. And no, I'm not waiting until February to do black history. <laughs> yeah, fat chance. I'm black all year. What the hell does it make you think y'all get that lucky? But as I see that kind of stuff, I just see how ignorant people can be. You know what I'm saying? But I also know maybe that's why a lot of people in real society are ignorant because maybe the media is ignorant. Maybe the media should do better in how it presents itself. You know, with being um, hey impartial, you know, neutrality on things a little bit. Instead of just saying, oh my God, I need this for shock value. I need this for street cred. I need to be controversial. And it shows. Like even on this show, you know, I, I don't have time to be controversial. Sometimes the stuff just happens. But, you know, I try to be as a little, you know, a lot more informative. And then I try to go ahead and explain what happens and then throw my two cents in, you know, from time to time. But it gets hard because some of the stuff that just comes out of the woodwork nowadays is like, WTF? Who gives precious time for this? You know what I'm saying? I'm sure if Donald Trump did something very, very ignorant, like if he... um did a Cleveland steamer on Pelosi's statue or something, you know, if she had one or if she had like a portrait or whatever, you know, that would be news more so than just talking about how we can better ourselves, how we can give back to the community and everything else, you know, because of special interest and if it bleeds, it reads. Oh, it has to be about the ratings. I mean, all this stuff going on is nothing but a rating scam, it seems to be. And it's just like, you know, it gets on my nerves. Just like even if you bring up something to combat Me Too or to work with Me Too a little bit, because, you know, after all, you you can't talk about femininity and masculinity without it becoming a giant, um, you know, implosion somewhere and people don't know how to actually go about speaking on it. Because, hey, you know, I, why should I talk about what my gender is supposed to do rather than just do what's right or what feels necessary at the time? But, you know, you got a lot of people that suffer from bystander syndrome. They see it happening, but they don't know how to get involved and they don't know how to react to it. Now, see, the thing with me is if you're actually being hurt or you're in some sort of life or death scenario, oh, I'm going to come help you. If somebody's beating you and I see it, oh, guarantee he's going to get hit in the face and sent flying. Or if you're a guy getting harassed by a woman, oh, I'll find a way to help you, believe it or not. The thing about it is it just it, it kills me on this kind of stuff because you look at what they say, oh, men are supposed to do this, men are, men are not supposed to show emotions, men are not supposed to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we do. We do, but we don't show them that often. You know what I'm saying? And then there are times we have a funny way of coping and getting through life and then doing what we got to do. That's what we men are supposed to do. We were made to be providers, weren't we? Weren't we at one time? You see, now you got women that are saying, well, I'm a woman that works in the workplace and all that stuff. It's like, <laughs> hell yeah, you go get a job. I'm proud of you. You know what? Yes, yes, all of you ladies out there, I get it. You know, you have jobs, you have careers, you do these things now. I am so happy for you. You know what? Take your ass out there and do your job so I can stay home. Simple as that. You might say a lot of stuff about me at that point. Your girlfriends might say something about me, but guess what? Hey, you want it to work? I'm staying home because I work all the time. You know what I mean? It's not that damn great. It's not that much of a whole, you know, a, a whole big time uh, pissing contest, I should say. 
You know what I mean? Uh, and then comes the whole wage gap scenario, which at the same time, we'll talk about that in another episode. But looking at how Me Too is being handled, everybody's like, oh, I don't like this idea. I, I, I'm so up in hives about it. And it's like, <laughs> hey, hold up, hold up. How come every time we have a brand that does either a celebration of the main slogan for itself and has a backlogged, um, B-leagued, I should say, quarterback being the face of it, even though it was a good ad presentation, and then now this whole thing with Stephen Colbert being involved in it about, like, you know, what men could do and what men ought to do, and it just and it pisses off everybody, man. You just can't get by anywhere without some sort of cluster coming out of nowhere and people being so angry enough in their narrative because it crosses the strings and triggers them. And, like, you know, I'm in the business where, you know, we show instead of tell. Like, that that's kind of thing. You have to put up or shut up. Those people still have to make money. Those people still have to make stuff marketable for their businesses before this government shutdown ruins trade forever. So... Once again, I don't see why people are so all up in arms and angry about this kind of stuff because a lot of people tend to when they're not part of a certain when they're not part of a certain gender or when they're not part of something that they're assigned to. Yeah, yeah, because remember, CIS, you have to be identified. Do you identify yourself as a male? Who says this kind of stuff anymore? It's so it's so open-ended. It makes flat earth look like you know what I mean, ancient knowledge now. And you see, all that stuff just comes out of the woodwork. See, I've always been a man. And I know I'm a man. That's why, you know, I am all about that. The thing about it is, is that, yeah, I do have feminine traits somewhat. Because, you know, I came from a woman. Which I hope a lot of you have. The, the point is, is that things depend on people. Everybody's different. Not everybody is under the same instruction manual. And it goes like this when you see how somebody is and stuff like that. You don't know what pronoun to use. You don't even know how to talk to this person now. And then they wonder if something's wrong with you. And it's gotten so bad. That's why people have a hard time doing social interactions. But there's still a moment to get pissed about the narrative, right? You see what I'm saying? Getting pissy on that. And I look at that narrative all the time, and I'm saying it's so vague, and it's poorly defined. Nobody's getting anywhere with it. It's like, Jesus Christ, will somebody make some, at least some sense out of this? And that's good that you brought it out, but it's also bad because nowhere in this point did you even convey some sort of sense. You know? And it's like this, I'm not going to stop being fresh and smooth. With Gillette, much in the same way, I'm not going to stop listening to R. Kelly and Michael Jackson's music because of their controversies. And much like if anything else, I'm not going to stop being a man because the rest of the world has a problem with it. And I'm not going to stop going to work just because you got a bunch of powerhouse women that are going through there and be a CEO's crowd. I'm not afraid of a powerful woman. I'm a powerful man. Maybe we can compliment each other. And if we can't, we have a pretty good rivalry. And the thing is, I don't back down. I don't mind you stepping in. Just know that I'm going to work as much as you are. And not only that, I'm probably going to be bringing home the French benefits. Because it's like, it's it's a competition game at that point. That's just who I am. And if anybody listens to this show and says, Jay, you're sexist. Well, I've always was sexy. The point is... <laughs> the point is, is that, you know... I, I look at these narratives from time to time. 
because, you know, I chill out on social media sometimes. Like, it's not, it doesn't always have to be about, you know, boosting my numbers and getting my name out there and extending my reach. Sometimes I like to see what exactly the talk in town is because nobody talks in public anymore. Everybody texts. So, as I sit back and I partake of the public's mindset, I am horrified and enlightened at the same time, mind you. I see what I see, and I also know that one way or another, there was somebody there that had a nuanced point, but it got buried under all that hateful BS that somebody else said and someone else retorted to. Because that's just how group conversations go. Don't they just fade away after a while and it just becomes some sort of generic generic pissing contest? Again, I made a reference to that. But that's just the way it is. And then you have to go down and you be like, ah, okay, there's the main point. And it's like that with me too. Like, everybody's going after everybody. I don't mind that you go after scumbags. I don't mind if you go after highly profiled figures. I don't mind if you go after average Joes that try to say, <laughs> look at how nice them bubbies are and all that kind of stuff. Like, they've never seen a pair anymore. See, I've seen so much TNA in my life, you know, I'm not impressed. Which is why, like, on some of these uh, plus-size models I see... Oh, which, by the way, I talk to anybody nowadays. I don't care. Um, you see, you, you got to go ahead and speak, but you don't have to talk about that. And then they'll sit there and they'll try to do a loaded question and pull you in. And then all of a sudden you can't get out of it. And then they go ahead and talk about your size and whatever. They don't have a problem talking about that. But <laughs> God help you if you talk about a certain peripheral that, you know, they deem um, offensive. And nine times out of ten, if somebody is offended by something you say... It's usually because they're looking for something to be offended about. So that's another reason why people can't really interact like anything. Which kind of kills that narrative because, you see, you got a lot of this this Me Too stuff. Everybody being paranoid, all this this unchecked PTSD going on and all the, all the lying and the manipulations and the listen and believe and everybody's a victim and everybody's a criminal kind of spiel is ruining the game. Is ruining the game of life. Is ruining the idea of that, you know, you could go out there and you could have a date, but then all of a sudden, where all this baggage come from? And then you got to ride that nonsense out. And as soon as you made progress on that, then you got to deal with the other baggage, which could be a failed marriage or something. Yeah, it happens, among other things. And then, of course... God help you if you tell the person what they've done wrong and how they can improve. And if they're not receptive to that and they listen to whoever else is their enabler, because, you know, real friends are really hard to come by nowadays. The most person, you know, usually has a lot of enablers and a lot of lackeys. And thank God I cleared out mine because I just don't have time for that nonsense. The thing is, is that, you know, you see, like, they'll, they'll say all this stuff, like, well, why did he tell you that? You know, he, he could probably have ulterior motive. Oh, I have a motive, and there's nothing ulterior about it. It's like this. Get control of yourself. Try to figure out your own way, and try to make sure that, you know, you are comfortable in yourself, so that, say, me and you could get together, or get where we need to be, or maybe I'll just say, hey, you know what, maybe we should stay friends, I can't commit to that nonsense, because you ain't all together up there, and you might need to check yourself. Hell, I'll drop you off at your parents' house, you know, by my damn self, so that, you know, they could go ahead and take you through 18 years again. That's just how crazy I am. But the thing about it is, is this, 
people will still find a way to be mad about that, right? Because who am I, you know, a lowly entrepreneurial filmmaking, podcasting, photography making, or photographing, yeah, yeah, there we go, so-and-so that's building his own business while working a nine-to-five and still finishing up the other parts of his college so he can go ahead and do what he has to do to make his mark on the world. Yeah, who the hell am I, right? A man that wants to build his own brand and work for himself and become a job creator who has big goals and big dreams, working every way towards them. Who the hell am I exactly, right? I'll tell you who the hell I am. Somebody that doesn't give up and could be somebody worth your time if you weren't such an a-hole. And the truth is, you missed the point on that because you're over here following everybody else's narrative on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and yes, that has fans still. And of course, you also have... um, all these other things that go on now is because you got the little social media networks, which are just as bad as the big ones after a while. Oh, yeah, we're going to be different from Facebook. And all of a sudden, they started becoming Facebook. Sure, they got the uh, lifespan of MySpace, but still, you know, still have their own problems. But I, I just hate certain narratives. Like, I hate that narrative where a woman has to be hateful to a man just to feel strong and empowered. Oh, you know, because they can't ask for help and all that, yada, 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 you know what I mean? Like, when you go to the gym and you're like, oh, hey, uh, would you like some help with those weights and stuff like that? If they were, you know, doing the back press. And the thing about it is, doing the back press is a very hard exercise. You probably would need a spotter, you know what I'm saying? But they're going to sit there and going to get mad at you like they can't handle it. And then all of a sudden, pull a muscle back there near their spine or lock themselves up, hurt themselves even more. And then people are going to look at you like, hey, why didn't you do anything? You're a jerk. It was like, well, she she didn't want any. And they didn't want to hear that. You see what I'm saying? I hate that narrative. I hate that narrative where it seems like one gender tries to overpower the other gender because at the end of the day, one of the genders has an inferiority complex that was post-dated since the late 40s into now to the point where you understand that both genders could do whatever they wanted to do around about the time of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. It's just fucking do. Oh, excuse my language. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to mark this whole thing as an explicit. It's just do it, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Old school J-Man almost came back. It's just do it. Like, get yourself together. Like, actually go through the motion and do what you gotta do. Don't waste anybody else's time just yelling the same old generic crap. Or, or running around saying Ariana Grande's God is a woman. Which is weird to me because considering that it is God and considering that you believe in God... God can be whatever God wants to be because, once again, it's God. You know what I'm saying? And considering how atheism is at an all-time high, whereas everybody else is punking the hell out of Christianity and all the other um, religions out there, it's amazing that some of you could even assign God a gender. That is unbelievable. And it's funny as hell when you think about it, because... You know, it's just like any sort of value that you have, you got to fight tooth and nail to keep it because popular opinion will do what they can to try to step on it, man. And it's like, yo, for real. (laughs) 
and, and it just, it, it's, it's like, come on, y'all. Come on, society. Really get it together. What y'all need to do is, y'all need to just go to the gym, find some punching bags, and just wail out on them. Just get every bit of anger and anxiety and all that stuff that you feel all the time out of you. You know what I mean? Because we just can't have a fight club. You know, and for some of you, that might be a bad idea to have, but a lot of y'all need that. A lot of y'all need to get this, whatever the, whatever the hell it is, out of your system and just don't pollute it on the internet. You know what I mean? Because if you think about it, popular opinion has done quite a lot of things. It has produced narratives that are toxic and poorly defined, and it has also made it so that some of these things get practiced more so than just self-respect and just being respectful. You know, like, all right, going back to me. Okay, you know, on IG, I will admit, there are times that I do say, you know, romantic and poetic things to some of these interesting ladies on there. Because, you know, you, you never really know if you hit it off or not. But I also know this, I'm not going on the nearest L train to go visit them. I'm not hopping in a submarine to go see any of them anytime soon. I got my own lifestyle and things to deal with here. And until I get a lot of that stuff under control, then we can talk about all that stuff on that other side. But the thing about it is, is that, you know, you're being respectful and you're being considerate. There's nothing wrong with that. And I am a bit of a flirt. And I'm always going to be. Which, by the way, a lot of y'all that are inferior and don't know what flirting is. I'll explain that to you next episode at some point. Because that narrative has just been getting hit in the dick, too. And it's not and it's not fair for anybody else out there who really has a hard time, you know? And it's getting closer to Valentine's Day, so, you know, it's part of that series. But, uh, just, just like, come on, people. You gotta, you gotta think for yourself. Like, like, at least take five minutes and think. Like, at least be like, you know, I can think about this a little bit better instead of just reacting to everything. Because instant gratification has happened since the rise of social media. And no, I can't throw all the blame on social media because social media is based on the people who use it. So, in other words, as I say this, you are your social media no matter how many times you lie to yourself. Or how many times you say that you're not your social media which is what people do. Take responsibility for the things you do wrong in addition to the things you do right, and you'll understand that you're a well-balanced person then. You don't take advantage of that. You're a pathological liar. And then some. Because I am not going to try to curse on this show twice. Nah, I can't do it, y'all. But I just, like... Look at that. And not only that, that narrative is seeping into a lot of movies and things that are entertaining for me. Like, I can't watch the Supergirl show anymore because it's SJW rhetoric all over the place. I wouldn't watch a girl, a woman of steel, battle her way to the top to become a respected superhero on her own. But then I got to hear all this other crap come from her, man. And it's like, oh, stop already. This show is three seasons old. Give me a break. You know what I'm saying? I know she can hold her own. I know she's as strong as Superman. She doesn't need to be inferior all the time. It's not that bad for a character to show weakness. Which is why I got tired of Rey in Star Wars, man. I mean, like, she can do any and everything. And she bores the living hell out of me. 
Whereas, like, you know, some of y'all will get mad at some of my stories because, hey, the females get beat up as much as the males do. And not only that, eventually, eventually they find the strength to go ahead and fight back, but it's going to take them some time. You know? And that's the whole point. The struggle of the heroes and the characters to get to that extra level is why we invest so much in them. You know? (laughs) You got to think about it. If you have somebody that can do any and everything (laughs) and pretty much has no struggle at all, which a lot of y'all are trying to force on to people, why would they invest in them? (laughs) Think about it. Why would you care? Here's the question. You don't. You will not care. You can't invest in that. You want to see somebody that's a complete jerk at first, but later on becomes a heart of gold based person later on becomes someone better than what they were that's the whole point and at the end of the day might be happily ever after might not be because you know what good doesn't always win as much as we like it to it will eventually win but it doesn't always and then you look at that with some movies that are out here like film criticism in general is ridiculous because of this like mixed narratives. Oh, oh! I wanted, I, I, I wanted the Mary Sue character to go ahead and just keep being strong. Something happened in that second act that that really, really annoyed me. And and the on street chemistry between the the male lead and the male female lead just didn't work for me. I guess because they actually kissed and liked it. But then again, at least the music was good. I. <laughs> oh god, I, I I hope that's not accurate to what really goes on, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was. You understand what I'm saying? Because you know, this stuff is now considered foreign to other people because they all have to be independent, strong, and single and talk about how pizza is their significant other or talk about I don't need somebody to take care of me. I have my cats and dogs. Who will probably die before you do, considering an oncoming traffic, a fry cook, or uh, basically, you know, just the way life goes sometime. Yeah, see, stuff like that is just, it's, it's infuriatingly stupid. How people come together and help each other out is part of the human experience. Granted, you know, you got to deal with a lot of idiots first, but there are people out there that are actually good and know... That, you know, you, you got to do the right thing to help other people. And helping other people is the right thing to do. Now, there's going to be some cost behind it. There might be betrayal. There might be trust issues. There might be a lot of things. But the thing is, you move forward from that. You try to become a better person. And then, like, when you look at film criticism, a film critic is supposed to really just talk about the film, talk about what they like, didn't like, and should you spend your money on this film. Nowadays, everybody looks towards Rotten Tomato Flixer, which I still have a problem with, to see what the rating is, to go ahead and say, oh, well, this isn't certifiably fresh. Oh, uh, this is certifiably fresh. Hey, honey, let's go ahead and go to the movie over here. You know what I mean? Because my hard-earned money needs to be spent. It's a business like anything else. I mean, you would hope that these movies do well. But don't 100% depend on these people to go ahead and say what's a good movie, what's a bad movie, because their tastes are probably different than yours. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are many genres of movies that I like that mainstream America doesn't like. And the thing is, is that 
with Disney Corner in the market right now on many things, everybody's got a gripe on that. So the best critic that you really need to listen to is yourself. Especially when you see like how certain businesses are. And I hate it when certain businesses try to do this. They try to thrive on being the most shock jockey, controversial sort of critic there is. It's just like with me. All right, you know what? I'm going to make a good movie here. But I'm also going to purposely make a schlocky movie. And if I did and a lot of y'all saw it and were entertained, then who really won the fight, huh? Think about it. Like, I could go ahead and pull up some examples again, but I'm not going to do it today because I've done it in other episodes. But the thing is, is this. I'm tired of that narrative. If the story needs to be made, let the story be made. Let it unfold. If you invested to go see it, go see the story unfold and just be honest about your review. And if it's going to seem biased or not, well, you know what? Cut out the parts that you think were important and tell me what was need to be said. You see what I'm saying? And I know as I say that, it's like me giving you directions and being manipulative on it. More or less a guideline. Because the thing about it is, we all have something to say. But really think about your narrative when it comes to film criticism. Like for me, I like all the Marvel movies that came out. I have my problems with some of them. I don't really like Iron Man 3. And Spider-Man Homecoming was kind of slow in places. But the thing is, it was leading to somewhere. And speaking of which, uh, some of these movies that have my attention right now are Disney and Marvel movies. Like, I am so excited to see The Lion King. And I really want to see the Aladdin movie. Spider-Man Far From Home, of course, because, you know, Spider-Man's my favorite hero. And they got Mysterio in there, and I think that's Hydro-Man in there. Or some other sort of elemental characters, which is, which is cool. So I'm not going to deny that, I'm not going to denounce it at all. Nick Fury needs him for a reason. And then, of course, you have Avengers Endgame, because i got to know what happens if Tony's going to survive or not. I, I have to know, you know? And then, of course, uh, for the... And then, of course, my biggest one is not a Marvel movie at all. Or a Disney movie, ironically. It's Godzilla. Godzilla King of the Monsters is coming out this year. Four kaiju are battling it out. I think there's a fifth one in there, too. I think they said Loch Ness is supposed to be in there. So if she's in there, all right. But this is going to lead to Godzilla versus Kong next year. So, hey, all right. I want to see what the MonsterVerse does. And that way, when that movie comes out on the Blu-ray, I can sit back and I have have something special for MonsterFest this year. (laughs) Hey, yeah. So I'm winning in multiple ways. But, yeah, I can't get enough of the Kaijus. I wonder if another uh, Pacific Rim is coming. I hope it does. I know next year, though, also is the Ghostbusters 3, and I have hope. I I have hope for that. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to denounce that one, because it's the classic Ecto-1, the classic sounds of the Ghostbuster, you know, proton pack, and then, of course, Jason Rettman is doing it. You know he's the son of Ivan Rettman, so this, this has a chance to succeed. And I think Bill Murray's attached to it. Yeah, yeah, for what I read, yeah. Oh, shoot, man. This is this is good. Now, I know, like a lot of people say, it's familiarity at best, Jay. But, you know, the thing about it is, is that I want to see him do it one more time. And since Egon has passed on, I just wonder who's going to fit in the void there. Probably some character to play his son. That's usually how it goes. But 
you know, like, here's hoping for something good. I did find out that the Ninja Turtles are getting a reboot, which I think they should, and it's supposed to be Platinum Dunes behind that, too, but, um, at that point, you might as well just made the third movie. Second movie wasn't that bad. I don't, I don't care what anybody says, but you see, once again, that's my whole thing about checking your narrative. See what I'm saying? Because a lot of people were already turned off by the way the turtles looked. So cosmetics killed that. And the same can be said for some of the Transformers films, because the first trilogy was okay. Well, <laughs> I don't even know if it's a trilogy anymore, because the, the third movie and the second set was a prequel. So where do we go from here on that? See, see that's another mystery to cover. But this, this year might seem to be the year of Disney in a way. But at the same time, it's it's enjoyable if you look at it from an open mind. And always remember to check your narrative. But hey, that's all I have for you guys for 83 tonight. Uh, 84 will be coming along next week. I'll be back on my regular time for Wednesday night at 9. So, you know, I had to do this because I needed to rest up. And, you know, hey, I'm human too. I got I to gotta go ahead and get that in. But until then, I want you all to take care of yourselves. And we'll meet up again. If you have anything to say or if you have anything to tell me, you can email me, j360productions at outlook.com. Or you could also use the hotline 240-903-1634. Keep it clean, guys. I mean, I know I slipped a little tonight, but the thing about it is y'all don't get that fun either. So, you know, just leave some messages, say what you got to say, and who knows, I'll play them on the uh, episodes that come. Yeah, especially if they're funny enough. But from here on out, this is Jay signing off. So I want you all to take it easy. All right? Peace.